This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Celia Smith, Administrator of Houston Premier Surgery Center in the Villages. Celia, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Now, before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? I'd love to. As mentioned earlier, my name is Celia Smith. I am currently the Administrator of Houston Premier Surgery Center in the Villages, located in the great state of Texas. It's a physician-owned center in partnership with Partner Surgical Corporation. I am a registered nurse. I graduated from an old and traditional form of nursing education 24 years ago. It was a diploma nurse program in Newport News, Virginia. And since then, I've received my BSN and CASC credentials. Prior to the position that I'm in now, I was with Surgical Care Affiliates as one of their regional quality leaders over at some areas of Texas and Louisiana and served as CEO of a surgery center here in Texas in the Woodlands. Got it, got it. So you've had a lot of experience in the ASC industry. And, you know, it just, it sounds like, um, I'm I'm sure some fascinating um, things you've been able to be a part of over the years. Absolutely. My last 18 years have been in leadership roles in both surgery centers as well as surgical hospitals. And like many of the leaders today in surgery centers that have a nursing background, I started off as a uh, staff nurse in the pre-op and perioperative roles and then slowly moved my way up into leadership positions and have loved it since. Got it. Got it. Did you have somebody who kind of mentored you or encouraged you to move into those roles? Or was that something you really had in mind from the beginning to kind of rise in the ranks? I think I've always had a sense that I wanted to move into a leadership role, but I feel strongly that the foundation of having the experience at a staff role gives me the benefit of being a better leader today because I've lived the life that my staff have lived and um, can work side by side with them and to this day still fill in wherever need be. If I need to start an IV in pre-op or relieve a nurse in the OR, that has, my past experience has led me to be a leader that can work side by side and empathize with them. That's fantastic. Well, given all your experience and expertise, what are the top three trends in healthcare that you're following today? Well, one of the first things that I'm really focused on is uh, employer contracting with surgery centers. It's obvious that employers are recognizing that partnership with surgery centers can offer a higher quality of care at reduced rates. And what I'm really eyeing is the benefit that these contracts with employers have for surgery centers such as ourselves, because being aligned with them will help us avoid dealing with any out-of-network status. Um, You get an increase in patient referrals and avoiding authorizations. And in the end, these contracts will allow for quicker reimbursement. Another thing that I'm looking at is the shift of hospital outpatient cases to surgery centers. Medicare and commercial payers are both approving higher acuity procedures to be done at centers such as ours. As ours. And in doing so, hopefully we can find ways to reel in physicians that may not be comfortable in, an outpa- in a surgery center, maybe bring their outpatient cases. The third thing that I'm really looking at is reimbursement trends and bundled payments and value-based care. Um, value-based care centers around patient outcomes and quality of care while lowering cost, which is the aim of every surgery center. So with also with bundled payments, maybe we could get paid faster and avoid the correspondent hassles with payers. So those are the top top three trends I'm eyeballing. 
Got it. Got it. That's so interesting. So I'm wondering first, you know, you were just talking about the bundle payments. Have you seen much interest um, from from payers to do that? Or is that something that, you know, you're really kind of driving that conversation when you sit down with insurance companies? Kind of a two-way street there between conversations with the center and with the payer. Um, we've we've been offered some bundled payments, and of course, we are determining which procedures would benefit both ways the most in doing a bundled payment. Perhaps cases with higher implant costs. Got it. That makes sense. And so that that's obviously a huge aspect of the overall cost is looking at implants. So it makes a ton of sense to be very watch that very carefully. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. And then I know you also mentioned employer contracting with ASCs um, as being, you know, a trend. Are you, do you have any of those contracts in place currently, or is that something that you're also just in, in conversations with at the moment? We do not presently have any contracts, but we are in conversations with two organizations that offer that. Got it. Got it. So that would, sounds like it would be a really um, interesting opportunity for your surgery center to be part of that, you know, the, those companies networks, I guess, when employees need some surgery. I think so. Excellent. And then the last question I just have here in looking at the shift to outpatient, um, are there any particular types of procedures or specialties that you're really anticipating will grow at the center based on some of these new approvals or, or doctors being interested in coming to the ASC? Yes, uh, we have a high volume of spine procedures with the neurosurgeons right now. So we're always keeping an eye on what procedures that they have been doing in a hospital outpatient that can be welcomed in a surgery center, such as spaces with synovial cysts, for example. But we're also looking at other specialties, as is many people in surgery center world, such as cardiovascular procedures. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, obviously, all three trends are so important. What are some of the challenges that you see on the horizon? One of the challenges that I see presently and probably not going to be resolved in the near fu- too near future is recruiting new talent. Uh, my surgery center is a little over a year and a half old. We're not, thankfully, we're not having an issue with retaining talent or turnover of staff. It's just as our center grows, so do our staffing needs. And we're working hard to not only seek teammates that are qualified based on their experience and what you see on their resume, but we want to make sure that any new talent and teammate we bring in matches our center's cultures and values. So recruiting talent has been a challenge. The other thing is with supply availability, with national back orders and supplies not being readily available, you can see that it's resulted in price increases when you have to purchase from other vendors that you might not have contracts with. And then that just leads to adds more challenges because, of course, one of the benefits of being in a surgery center is high quality care at a lower price. And so it's always a challenge to maintain cost containment when supply availability is short and their prices are increased. Another challenge I would say that is I see is probably physician recruitment. In our market, which is the Houston area, there's a saturation of surgery centers. And um, we're also seeing that a lot of doctors have been driven to employment with hospitals or larger group practices that may pose restrictive covenants. 
Got it. That's, you know, so interesting. So um, you see kind of you talked about bringing on the new talent from the staffing side of things, as well as the physician recruitment could be um, something that is concerning in the future, just in terms of availability and, and how the market is going. How much of the recruitment side, you know, do you see as being the ASC saturation versus, you know, physicians deciding that employment is the right model for them? Well, at this point, I would probably say the saturation of the surgery centers because strong personnel in any de- any department in any position are heavily sought after. And um, with the saturation of the surgery centers, you find that the strongest teammates or prospective teammates are pretty much kept where they are. Um, maybe the surgery centers are offering a higher salary rate and the staff are content where they are. So it's been a challenge to find staff that are willing to make a change and perhaps transition over to another surgery center. And what we're doing at present is utilizing our own physician partners to be our recruiters. You know, If you're working with someone that uh, you have a great rapport with, that you feel is highly talented, maybe a conversation that you can have with them might push them in making that change and coming over to our center. Absolutely. That's really interesting to hear and great to know, you know, from your perspective, you've got active partners who are willing to, you know, do that and and do the recruiting side of things when it makes sense. Um, And, you know, I just was noticing between 2020 and 2021, Texas was the state that had the most centers added. I think there were 13 centers total, you know, more in 2021 than there are in 2020. So it just really seems like there's a lot of opportunity there. There sure is. Our population is growing and therefore our surgery centers and hospitals as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about the future. If your center is successful one year from now, what does that look like? Well, I'm blessed to have an amazing partnership of physicians that they're truly engaged in their center and uh, the activities and every little detail of the center. So what we would probably benefit the most to be successful is additional contracts with commercial payers. The uh, larger insurance groups may seem to be a little slow to come around and have those conversations with us because of the saturation of surgery centers in our market. And so maybe just a little reminder to those large payer groups that as an ASC, we're a cost savings to them, to the patient, and overall to healthcare. And then also another success that would add to the center that would add to the success of the center would probably be this additional specialties such as cardiovascular or cardiology procedures. We're looking to have conversations with several physicians in the market for that. And with additional contracts and additional volume to fully utilize our ORs. Got it. So having those contracts to make sure your operating rooms are fully in use and and operating at the highest capacity with additional specialties and then those commercial payer contracts uh, that make the most sense for the payer as well as the ASC um, seems like really will be big focus areas for the next 12 months or so. That's it. All right, perfect. Well, Salia, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've really enjoyed our conversation um, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Truly my pleasure.